You know, I actually think I worked that right this week uh, that I actually went live as the 22nd countdown was playing. Welcome to Off the Record with Randall. We have done at least extensive, extensive prep for today. There is at least 30 seconds of note taken in this, but there's a reason why. Because this week on Off the Record with Randall is rivalry week. Up on my head, I'm supporting the Sequatchie County Indians. On my chest, I support the Tennessee Volunteers. I know what's going to happen to them at Florida. I don't need no smart aleck comments. I know. Still, let's go. Let me bring in from glorious Sand Mountain, Alabama, via Rainsville Telephone Co-op. Is it still Rainsville Telephone Co-op Internet? It is. <clears throat> it is. Rainsville Telephone Co-op Internet. Well, the technically farmers. Farmers Telephone Co-op. The Howie Cheney. Welcome, Howie Cheney. What's going on, not QB1? Not QB1. That nickname is stuck, man. It stuck. Somebody called me that at work the other day, and I was like, well, that's official. I, I am now <laughs> QB1. So, Howie, I, you know, we may not talk about this the whole time, or we may go the whole time and talk about it. I don't really know, um, but it's a big week for me. Uh, and, and, you know, last week was a big week, or two weeks ago was a big week for y'all when Sylvania came to Fife, or Fife came to Sylvania. So rivalry weeks are starting up. And I want to talk about some of the best rivalries in North Georgia, North Alabama, and the Chattanooga area, uh, and even over towards Middle Tennessee. So first of all, when I say rivalry, what is the first game that pops into your head, Howie? Well, you you know, of course, me being from Alabama, it's Alabama and Auburn. I mean, that's the one that everybody in the state of Alabama talks about. And that's the biggest one around here. It would be just like if I was living in Florida, of course, the biggest one would be Florida, Florida State or Miami, Florida. Um, so, but for me, it's Alabama, Auburn. I don't think, outside of Navy, Army, I don't think there is a bigger rivalry than Alabama, Auburn. I've been a, I've been a, I've been able to watch that game in person one time. And it, it is a passionate fan base. And, and if anybody would like to know, I wore an Auburn jersey to the game, and I wore eagles with the best of them. I, I, I've always – I've never – when you're in Alabama, they force you. They force you to pick one. Do they not, Allie? Yeah. You know, or, <laughs> I couldn't just say I'm a Tennessee <laughs> a graduate. They were still – people would walk up to me and say, yeah, you're a Tennessee graduate. But are you Alabama Auburn? And I'd be like, I hate Alabama. I don't hate Auburn. So I guess I'm an Auburn fan. So, you know, there's only, I mean, there's a small handful of people that live down here that does not root for one or the other. Unfortunately, or I ain't gonna say unfortunately. Fortunately, we was. know we know two of the people that don't root for either one of them, Phil and Chrissy. Uh, yeah, they're they're the big orange, and then there's a fellow by the name of David Key that is a big orange fan. And then, you know, yeah, after that, it's it's either Road Tide or War Eagle. That was the fourth one. But I still picked a side. Right. I, I mean, I still did. 
Yeah, uh, but, but these three people will not pick a side, though. They're, they're go big orange or whatever it is y'all say. Please win one or whatever y'all saying is right now. And uh, that's, Don't you know. Don't freaking lose. <laughs> that's <laughs> Now, also, uh, we're, we're eventually going to get back to high school because that's what the show is going to be about. I think we're part, our fandom is part of one of the better rivalries in the NFL. Atlanta, oh, yes. New Orleans. Look, man, I don't hate Alabama fans. I really don't. I love me and you as close as two human beings on earth can be. Brothers, you know, in my fantasy league, my buddy Stewart, an Alabama graduate, uh, went to high school with people that graduated from Alabama. So when I say I hate Alabama, I don't literally hate the people of Alabama. Right. I love the people of Alabama. It's the University of Alabama football team I have a problem with. I'm not sure I don't hate the people of New Orleans, man, because every time I've been to a Falcons-New Orleans game, it has been the nastiest, meanest thing I've ever been to in my life. It is like the WWE or AEW of football, and people do not like each other. No, they do not. You know, my my goal long-term is to be able to go watch the Falcons on the road and one place I will not go, do not want to go, is New Orleans because I don't know if I could walk out there with my life or not. I, I don't either. And, and, and I've been and to you, LSU and, to a football game. And people think I'm joking, but I'm serious. New Orleans takes this serious, especially their I've, Saints. I I have almost got in a fist fight in New Orleans wearing a Falcons hat because I was just wearing a Falcons hat. And I didn't even think about it. It was the middle of the summer, and I was like, walking through New Orleans, and I thought, I need, oh, well, it's going to be hot. I'll put a hat on. And I reached in my bag of hats, and I picked out an Atlanta Falcons hat. And I love the Falcons, don't get me wrong. And, and my least, second least favorite team is probably the Titans, you know? But there's nowhere near the hate with the Titans. I mean, all my friends are Titans fans. They are just contempt with New Orleans fans. I'm not sure if they're not more contempt with New Orleans and Atlanta fans than they are most college rivalries. I mean, they really don't like each other. Yeah, you know, there's two teams that comes into Atlanta that I, I enjoy watching the game, but I, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if you're going to walk out of there with a fist fight or not. Uh, the first one, or, yeah, the first one would be the Philadelphia Eagles. Their fans are just – all thugs. Well, that's, not. you know – there you go. LCC is going to be after you now. But anyway. Um. <laughs> my, my, my ratings in Philadelphia markets never been exactly stellar. But uh, And the next one's New Orleans. New Orleans Saints. I mean, that is a rivalry. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, you know, it's a dogfight going in and it's a dogfight getting out of there because if, if the Saints wins, they feel like they own the place. And, uh, you know, they, they feel like they ought to be treated like kings once the game's over with. Yeah. Hell, but, yeah, we were at one last year. And I think <laughs> you had to grab me by the arm and get me out of there. And, I mean, yeah. I really was mad. Now, yeah. when I say high school football robberies, first one to hit your mind. Yeah, Savannah Plainview because of me being a Savannah alum. And that's one of the bigger robberies on Sand Mountain. DeKalb County area, you know, uh, Plainview Fife is getting to be up there with that. 
But, Sylvania uh, fights a big rivalry now. Yeah, Coach it is. Fields coached, coached at Sylvania, then went to fights. Right. Um, so, you know. If I said every school on the mountain is a robbery game, would you buy it? To, to a certain extent, yes, because here, for the people who don't know on Sand Mountain, you can be on one end of the county to the other end of the county in 25 minutes driving. So right. everybody knows everybody. You're playing against your cousin that you see on at, on Sundays at me, Mom, and Papa's house. You go to church with them often. Yes, uh, you know, so it's it's a rivalry because you don't want to let that cousin, second cousin, half brother, beat you at a game or whatever, you know. Yeah. So uh, here on the mountain, you know, and even kind of down in the valley with Valley Head and Collinsville. They're, you know, they're the probably two schools that's furthest apart, but they're a rivalry as well. Uh, Fort Payne, Fort Payne, Scottsboro, North Jackson, Scottsboro. There's some good rivalries down in that area. Uh, of course, our, our buddy, Coach Tyler Van, he had his, he had his uh, while he was in school, and we won't mention which one it was out of respect to his wife, but. He still has a hard time to this day dealing with it, you know. Absolutely, we will not mention that he does not like the Pisgah Eagles one bit because Miss Miss Hannah, Miss Hannah, yeah, Miss Hannah won't like that. So, uh, Doc, but, but uh, yeah, you know, yeah, and now and now he's got a new one. Now he's got a way. Hey, I've known Hannah forever, so it's fine. Uh, but you know, he's got a new one now. He's going to get his first taste of the Savannah Plainview rivalry here. Uh, I think in two weeks, yeah, or maybe three weeks. So I, I've, I've covered a lot of robbery games. And now I haven't done all of them, and there's many games that there's some that I've never done. And you know what? Through my, throughout my career, I've kind of by choice steered towards smaller schools. And I think the robbery is better with – when you're in Ray County and you have one high school in the whole county, the next high school that you play is probably um, Saudi Daisy, which is uh, the closest school is 35, 40 minutes away. Your district is Anderson County, which is over an hour. You know, it's it makes it harder. This weekend, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call Sequatchie Bledsoe, which is the Battle of the Stump. Those schools are less than 20 miles apart, and literally. The next day or on Sunday, many of these kids will sit on the same church pew, and uh, um, they will, you know, they they live this rivalry 364 days a year, and it's it's one of the better ones I called, and I'm not going to rank them because I, I think it's an insult. I don't really. I will start though with the best robbery I've ever called and go. There's three that's special to me. Let me just say that. Three that's special that I've called the game. South Pittsburgh, Marion County. Special, special atmosphere. Unfortunately, that one's over right now for, for the time being. Plainview, Sylvania. At the time I called those games, both teams were really, really good. And then the third one that has a special place to me is Quachi Bledsoe. Um, each one of them slightly different, but each one of them comes back to all three of those are community schools within 15 minutes of each other. So is that what makes a good high school robbery? Yeah, that and plus, like we said earlier, you know, uh, 
you go to church with these people. You you're going to share a church pew with them. You know, two days later, you don't want to be on. You want to be the one wearing. Somehow you want to wear your school color in because you've won on that Friday night, and just you know show your loyalty to your school because you won. And uh, you know it's like you said the Savannah Plainview the the city limits meet each other right there. You know you can stand in Rainsville and. Savannah City Limits at the same time if you want to, uh, but uh, it's it's a the small schools everybody knowing each other that's what makes a good rivalry. Absolutely. So, do you have um? Let's go through some in the Chattanooga area. We talked a lot about Alabama, and this. Now, but this before be we get to that, let, let let me ask a question on on the one you're going to be calling this weekend. You call it the Battle of the Stump. Asking you and on me, could you kind of elaborate on what came about, if if you know? Uh, well, the, the trophy is a stump, and it's like uh, it's all it's it's. I've heard different stories, but all I can say is they have a trap trophy made, uh, and it is a. Let's see if I can Google it and find out a little more information. Well, um, while you're doing that, you know, like some of the battles down here, we will talk about Tennessee a lot more here shortly. But down here, we got the Battle of Skirm Creek, which is Geraldine Crossville, because it's a creek that divides them. Uh, you got the Top Cat Trophy, which is Fort Payne, Scottsburg. I've called that one. That that yeah. one that one almost makes my list, but I actually had North Jackson, Scottsboro, a little higher. That's the Battle of the Valley with Scottsboro, North Jackson. Uh, the uh, you got the uh, Plainview Five, which is divided by one small community called um, well, can't even think of the name of it now, but it's just divided by one small community, and um, they they don't like each other. Uh, so you know, I, I'm just curious about what the reasoning or why it's called uh, the Battle of the Stump. Well, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a copy of the, the trying to get um, an actual picture of the trophy, but it's a, a root stump. And it goes back and it's kind of carved into the face of Indians. Let's start there. One of them's the Indians, one of them's the warriors. So uh, that, that adds to it. For many, many years, they were in the same region. Um, but I, I, outside of the trophy being called the battle of the stump, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling it. <laughs> Not coming up with a lot. Uh, let's see. Here's something. My buddy, you need Tanner to, Moore's... you need to go ahead and get there a little bit early Friday night and talk to some of the old timers and see what they say. They told me last time there's about 15 different stories. So I didn't know. what. <laughs> I, I, I do know it was originally like chief something, 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 and they changed it to the Battle of the Stump. So um, let's get back to it. So uh, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with a little more of why it's called the Battle of the Stump and, uh, and maybe have it next week. Well, here's one. Uh, still no reason. It's just called Battle of the Stump. Anyway, um, the Battle of the uh, I like the little names thrown on it, um, but uh, what really makes it a rivalry is when one school is 
on equal footing with the other school. Um, for the last little bit, uh, it feels like Sequatchie won eight in a row, seven or eight in a row. And then last year when Bledsoe won one, it was very emotional. I think it was equally as emotional for the kids um, from Dunlap to lose it as it was the Bledsoe kids to win it. Now, this is my fifth game. So um, I really have a feel for it now, kind of what it's about. What always got me about Sylvania Plainview is how many people would show up compared to how little the schools was. So we'll have a great crowd this week, 3,500 or so. At one point, Sylvania had 400, 500 kids in it. And I think that's across 12 grades. It's not just the high school, right? Correct. Uh, yeah, correct. Uh, Plainview's got eight, 900 from kindergarten to 12th grade, and Sylvania has, you know, roughly the same amount. So I, that's not, like you say, it's not just high school. It's kindergarten through 12th grade. So uh, I, one, it's, I think I'm not underestimating this to say there was 5,000 people uh, in uh, Jeremy Pruitt's senior year when Coach Benefield had left and took over the Sylvania program, and they were both really good uh, I remember I got – I had a spot in the press box, so I didn't have to worry about it. But – and I'm a late arrival. I don't like to get there early because um, – Well, do I, know, do I know that? Well, I mean, it's just – for me to call a game, <laughs> there's a lot of distraction when I'm there early. People want to talk, and it's all good, and I understand. But when I call a game, I've got it kind of in my head, what I want to say, right. do, format – uh, about half hour early is about as much as I want to be there. Um, so I was going to that year. I was going to the Sylvania Plainview game, and one of my customers that worked for Radio Shack at the time in Fort Payne, Alabama. They were when you're going to the game. And I was like, ah, I'll probably get there six fifteen or so. And they were like, well, you better get there earlier. I was like, I, I don't have to worry about it. I'm in the press box. She goes, well, where are you going to park? I was like, wow, what do you mean? She's like, are you going to park four miles away? And I was like, no, they usually let me pull into the stadium. And she's like, if you don't do that by about 4.30, that'll probably be blocked off. So I got there at 5 o'clock, 5.30, and uh, the church parking lot was already full. So, I mean, the, the school parking, the church parking lot. And at the time, there was a big field down there below the football stadium. I want to say I ended up parking in that field. And they had people down there. But I remember right. I lugged that big, heavy MARTA system about a half mile up into the stadium and called the game. But it, they just show up for that game. They What's do. the biggest you've ever seen it? Is that the one? Uh, probably so. I remember going back in 2000, I think it was, 2001, 2002, somewhere in there. But anyway, it rained all day long, rained half the game, and there was still about two to 3,000 people there for that game. And both teams wasn't very good that year. But that's just the way it is. Everybody comes out to watch that 
that game. It's a rivalry. And uh, so, but yeah, the year you're talking about, it's probably one of the bigger years that I've saw. I've actually saw people at uh, Plainview Stadium back in the old days. They had a old concession stand they didn't use no more, but they never did tear it down. And I've actually seen people up on top of it. They were that night, I think. They were standing and sitting on top of it just to be able to see the field because they were four or five rows deep around, along the fence. I was going to say it was uh, around the mid part of the field. It was 10 rows deep that year. Maybe I'm stretching it. Maybe yeah. I'm remembering it different. But I just remember it was so deep that that it was just like if you weren't tall, you couldn't see it. And then in the end zone, there was people that brought their lawn chair and, and they had been pushed up against the fence and then had to stand up. So yeah. uh, that was one of the bigger ones. But I, let, let's do get around the area. Um, let's start. The other one in that area that I always think of is the battle for the top cat. Uh, Fort Payne Wildcats, Scottsboro Wildcats. They play for the top cat trophy. That, that's a good little rivalry. Um, Scottsboro's North Jackson. I don't know if it is the, quite the rivalry it was at one point. Um, North Jackson was really good at that point. And they were the smaller school and pretty well dominating Scottsboro. South Pittsburgh goes to North Jackson this year, which could be a very mm-hmm. interesting game. Could very uh, could be because North Jackson, they lose kids to either Scottsburg or South Pittsburgh from, from time to time. Uh, I'm not saying they're being recruited, just they decide to go somewhere else and play. And, and then also South Pittsburgh and Scottsburg lose kids to North Jackson as well. So, you know, that's what makes that rivalry kind of like a three-way rivalry so good is because North Jackson gets players from both schools and then they lose players to those two schools. So I'm going to go through um, City Scope Magazine out of Chattanooga released some of their best rivalries. Now also, I've got regardless of area, Howie, I think I've got the best high school football rivalry at least in the three-state region and we'll talk about it at the end. So at the bottom, 1907 to 1998, Chattanooga City versus Central. Now, Howie, the reason this was so special, at one point, Chattanooga City no longer exists, and Central was both downtown. And they were kind of the two downtown high schools. Um, it was known as the Garia's Gross Historic Rivalry. Central sat at the foot of Missionary Ridge. City was on 8th Street. Um, it ended in 1998. Uh, they don't have a listing here, but you can imagine in a city of Chattanooga, you've got two schools within the city limits like that, that it would be huge. City no longer existed, and Chattanooga Central was moved out on Highway 58. Never was the same. Gordon Lee Tryon. I called that game last year, or at least part of it. Uh, that is a rivalry that's two teams that's a little farther apart, but they're pretty close. Tryon do- dominates the school, dominates it. I think it's 57 22. But last year, um, that needs to be on the list. That would be number four, I think, for me. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, and that's down there in North Georgia. Tryon leads 57 22 1. One that still goes on that's 
they're in different regions now, and I don't think it means as much. There's also a third high school in the in the area now. Uh, Bradley County, for many, many years, had Bradley Central, which was the county school, and Cleveland, which was the city school. And boy, they got after it. Uh, and it's been going since 1965. Cleveland leads 26-13. Walker Valley was built. A lot of people don't realize Bradley Central High School was the largest high school in the state of Tennessee until Walker Valley was built. It still is over almost 3,000 kids, I believe. Walker Valley is a 5A school. Bradley Central is a 6A school. That was one school at one point. Wow. And this is just high school, right? Yes. Just high wow. school. Wow. Uh, have you ever heard any of the, either of these, uh, either Gordon Lee Tryon or? Yes, yes, or, I have. Here's another one for you. And I've been to one of these games. The Coosa County Cup. Ringo versus LFO. Ringo leads 36-31. Um, that, that across, and I mean, that one's just right across the state line. Right. I think LFO is the first high school you probably get to if you just go down 75. One that has lost a little luster in the Chattanooga area, Red Bank Saudi Daisy from the 40s yeah. to the present. Um, the problem with that one is at one point, that region, the reason they still play, they played this year, but it's not the same. That region for a long time was... Bradley, when it was 3A football, we only had three regions. It was Bradley Central, Cleveland, Ray County, Saudi Daisy, and Red Bank. So Saudi Daisy and Red Bank would be a war for the region. And Udawa was in and out of the region. But you see there, you have a region that's built really close-knit because that's like five bordering communities. Now with Udawa split into 6A, Bradley in 6A, uh, I think Bradley's district now is goes all the way up into Knoxville. And I know Cleveland's district is a little closer as them being 4A, but uh, it just really has changed that robbery a little bit. Here's one that came up, came and kind of flashed and went. I would almost say this one was like, uh, do you remember a few years ago um, before they ended? Um, what was it? What was the high school they ended ended in Etowah County? And they can combine, combined it into two schools. Yeah, Litchfield. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, Litchfield kind of had that big rivalry with some of the teams on the north end or the south end of the Cab County. There, it just kind of blew up for a little while. This next one blew up for a while because they were both one A powers before they split. Boyd Buchanan and South Pittsburgh. Mm. That was a battle every year in the one A division. One that. They used to send news trucks all over the state to see Rossville and Dalton. Uh, Dalton used to be a great football school. Dalton's football program, for lack of a better word, has been in the, not what Dalton's football program was for years, and neither has Rossville. Um, Chattanooga Valley, Gordon Lee. Chattanooga Valley is a school that was done away with. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read what happened down there, Harris. Uh, Heritage High School, Howie, uh, a big, a very nice big school. They took Rossville and Chattanooga Valley and made it a Heritage High School. And it ended 
all those rivalries that have been historic. McMinn Central or McMinn County and Bradley Central, that's one that now is really blown up as they've moved into 6A. All right, I'm going to argue the next two, and then we'll move on. I'm not going to rank them. I'm just going to save the next one for last because I do believe if you went around this region, it would be the biggest rivalry in the region. They list South Pittsburgh Marion next. South Pittsburgh leads 47, 38, and 4. Each team has four state titles. Each team throws multiple NFL players. Uh, well, in two recent, Eddie, Eric Westmoreland and Eddie Brown. In 69, South Pittsburgh started their state championship run by beating Marion County to get into playoffs. That one's that one's that one's pretty good. But I believe in my heart the best rivalry in Chattanooga, Baylor versus Macaulay. Two private schools, very close and very, very similar schools, very close in proximity. They usually play at Finley Stadium. They'll outdraw the mocks on Baylor Macaulay weekend easily. Um, I think that's I think that's the best rivalry in this area. Now, any of those ring a bell with you, Howie? Oh, quite a few of them does. Um, back in the day, before this technology of satellite and, and everything, we had the old aerial antenna outside, and where I live at, at the time, you could we could pick up Chattanooga and Huntsville channels both. So we would watch the Huntsville news, or I mean, I'm sorry, the Chattanooga news, and I would hear about a lot of these scores and the yeah. the uh, uh, specials that they would do on some of these rivalries. You know, you'd have a uh, uh, Channel 12, W, what, W, W, whatever, Jesus. but yeah, Randy, Randy White would do special. Randy Smith. Is Randy Smith okay? Yeah, I, I remember Randy him. Was the old Cowboys defensive right, right. Well, I, that's why I knew that, but for some reason I think they had the same name. But anyway, Randy Smith, I, you know, he was. I know that River City does these legends of Chattanooga, but he's one of the true legends I remember as far as coming to sports because they would broadcast UTC football. They would broadcast yeah. basketball, and he would be the one doing it himself. And, uh, but, yeah, I, I remember watching on Friday nights, you know, the scores coming in from the Chattanooga area and uh, having some friends up in that area. I, I've heard about these rivalries. Uh, the South Pittsburgh, Marion County one, I've heard a lot about. I've heard, you know, that's one of the main ones. And uh, so, but yeah, they, they all ring a bell. It's the one that most closely feels like it's do or die, you know. Because you don't and, know when you, they yeah. refuse, the South Pittsburgh folks refuse to call them Marion County. They refer to it as, uh, I don't know, Jasper Right. Marion County High School is Jasper. Yes. South Pittsburgh High School is South Pittsburgh. Also, there's Whitwell in right. Marion County. So the South Pittsburgh people just refuse to call that Marion County because that's Jasper's high school. So um, if you run into a South Pittsburgh person, you say, how do you think Marion County will be? The first word will be Jasper. So, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you got – and you got two communities up there with with Jasper and South Pittsburgh that loves their sports, loves Absolutely. their loves their high school teams, and they'll do anything to help support them. And we talked about this the other day. You know, I drove through South Pittsburgh 
about three or four months ago. And all you saw everywhere were pirates, pirates this, pirates that. Support your pirates for you know for the South Pittsburgh team. So uh, yeah, it's uh, that's what also makes a rivalry is the community itself that will actually get behind it. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, that's um, that's one that's like they're both really good. So you know, when they play, it means something. And then you can be from one to the other in 15 minutes. Yes. Oh, easy. Easy, 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 easy. You can make it a little quicker, but I'm just giving you the benefit of the red lights catching you because you got a handful of red lights in between there. So I'm saying 15 minutes with the red lights catching you. But, yeah, you know, uh, it goes back to, you know, I just about – I don't want to say guarantee, but I bet a lot of the kids that play against each other on that rivalry will end up being at church somewhere together on a Sunday or at at, uh, at Mima or Papa's house playing against each other outside on Sunday afternoon saying, hey, remember when I done this to you? Oh, well, yeah, you remember when I done that to you on this play? So, you know, it's just you got to have a connection to make it a rivalry. All right. So I'm going to tell you about one that's called America's Greatest Rivalry. The two most dominant football teams in their respective regions, both sporting over 10 times state championships. One, I don't know that has lost a football game to the other one in the last well, I, I can't tell you the last time they lost a football game if it wasn't for this other team. I mean, it, they go to the playoffs every year and go 14-1. and They're 15 or 0 and 14-1. The other school, uh, not, not as many titles lately, but still the most dominant school in the area. Ten minutes apart, I have not seen it. I have talked to many people that have. America's greatest rivalry, Alcoa, Maryville, 10 minutes apart, probably 30 state championships. I mean, I know Alcoa's won 15. I just did a little research article on Gary Rankin. Um, I would think Maryville has at least 10. Um, well, I, I bet – I remember being in California one time. And this is before it really blew up. And somebody asked me where I was from, and I said Tennessee, and the first thing they said was Nashville. And I went, no, I'm from Chattanooga. And they go, oh, Alcoa and Maryville. And I was going, no, that's Knoxville. But how do you know about Alcoa and Maryville? And they were like, I I read an article about it in Sports Illustrated. They were listed as one of America's 10 best robberies. That's special. Yeah, it is. Uh, You can't go and talk to – very many people in Tennessee about high school football without those two schools coming up because of the tradition that they have. And then with them being so close together, it kind of, in comparison, it's kind of like Hazelwood and Cortland down here in Alabama. Yeah. That was, you know, a five minute drive from each other and they're winning the state championship. Either one or the other would win the state championship. But Alcoa, yeah, they, you know, well known. You know, you just proved it right there. Well known across the country, being in California, and them knowing about it. But I've I've talked to relatives that lived up in the Chattanooga area 
Tennessee, and they've, you know, you can't talk high school football without those two teams being mentioned because of the history that they have. And they're, and, and Alcoa is a 3A school, Maryville's a 6A school, but uh, inherently in Knox County, you have some unfair advantage, Howie. Um, and I'm not being critical, it's the rules they play by. If you live in Knox County and I think you pay a $50 fee, you don't have to hardship into any school. You can be, uh, and Knox County is a big place, you can be 40 miles away from Alcoa. Your parents pay the $50 fee. You're an Alcoa student. So all the football players in the Knox area, and it's not all of them. Knox Central won a 5A state title just recently. Knox West won a 5A state title. Powell has had great teams. But it does make it easier when you have an inherited advantage that if you're in Knox County and want to play football at Maryville, a $50 check and supply your own transportation is all it takes. Right. There's a lot of big schools here in Alabama that have started doing that as far as because they're getting so many kids to come in. They've done that to where, hey, if you pay X amount of dollars, your kid can go go here no matter where you live at. Public, but, private. Yeah. You know, but it, they're, they're actually a public school, but if you're outside that city limits, you have to pay X amount of dollars. But yeah. anyway, uh, back to Tennessee. I, I, Back to I the Tennessee to Park. Yeah. I went to a public private at one point in junior high school. Right. That, but I lived in the city limits, but they were kids paying. It wasn't that kind of, and $50 may be exhaustive, but I remember back when I went to school at the private public, it was several hundred dollars parents paid for kids outside the city limits to go to that school. Right. But, you know, up there in Tennessee, that's part of the rules. So they're allowed to do it and, as long as they play by the rules, that's all that matters. I want to ask you, uh, sorry I interrupted you earlier. I want to ask you yeah, about down around um, Birmingham. Of course, um, that's where um, Coach Pruitt was at for years. What was that school? Him and Hoover. Hoover. Uh, and he, who was that guy? That's, Rush uh, Probst. Yeah, Rush Probst. Um, Hewitt Trustville was good for mm-hmm. years. There's a lot of good football robberies in that Birmingham area too, are they not? There is. Now Thompson is coming one of the powerhouses in that area, kind of overtaking the Hoover and the Hewitt Trustfuls right now. And uh, as for the uh, Tiger Vailoa, the family of uh, um, the baby brother, that's where he went to school at for a while. Thompson, Uh, okay. Yeah. And so, uh, but Thompson has kind of run away with the big, Seven eight. We got seven classifications here in Alabama now, and they're kind of on top of the seven eight right now, with uh, Hoover and everybody kind of looking up at them. Where in the past it was everybody looking up at Hoover because of the two days that came famous on MTV and uh, with uh, Rush Probst and Coach Pruitt and all them there. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know got a lot of a lot of rivalries down in the Birmingham area. They're not real close together, but it's just because there's not very many seven eight schools in the state of Alabama. So you have to pick a rivalry. Yeah. I mean, that seems the more classifications we get, it kind of separates some rivalries. Um, one that I can think of classification really killed was uh, Red Bank was rezoned. Uh, Red Bank 
and and then Signal Mountain was built. Red Bank, basically, Red Bank and City were shifted, and City became mostly Red Bank, and Red Bank became Signal Mountain, and like Red Bank went from the, one of the lar- largest high schools in the area to the same size as Blitzall and Sequatchie and you know, like we open up every year at Red. I'd like to say we're a rival of Red Bank, but you got to beat somebody to be a rival. So. <laughs> well, if I'm mistaken, our good buddy Phil Harris went to Red Red Bank, didn't he? Yeah, he did for a while, and and, and it ain't been the same. It ain't been the same since he left. No, no, no. Really didn't. <laughs> And his brother Spencer went to Ottawa, and that's probably what screwed Ottawa up. <laughs> and then over in Ottawa, now we got East Hamilton, which is a new school. And I think that's a big rivalry. So um, in the last 15 minutes, I, this has been a really good show considering we just kind of winged it. I, I'm glad we did this. I've enjoyed it. I want to define what a rivalry is. So in, in, in this, this we'll, we'll call this right now Tennessee-Alabama. It's not a rivalry. Alabama is so much better than Tennessee. So one of the qualifications I have is it has to be competitive. You can't have a one-sided rivalry in my head. Is that correct to you, Howie? Uh, I I hadn't really thought about it, but I don't know. The the one-sidedness doesn't really matter, in my opinion. If you hate somebody, you hate somebody. It ain't no fun so. being a Tennessee fan. I mean, I've been on the <laughs> other side. When I, I and I'll, I'll, I'll tell. Listen up, Alabama fans. I'm about to say this. When I lived in Alabama, we lost once to Alabama and they won a national championship. I, I, I had a great run. I sat in the. I mean, it was a great run. But even after six or seven, I began to feel like the rivalry was dying. In my head, I can't imagine what it feels like for Alabama fans that beat Tennessee fourteen in a row. But it still feels good to beat Tennessee, I'm sure. Yeah, it, I mean, I'm an Obama fan. Of course it does. Uh, but to let people know, I don't give you or feel a hard time about the games. You know, we, we know our boundaries. Uh, y'all, y'all will tell I, me how I don't bad. give you a hard time either. Yeah, well, for the last 14 years, you ain't had no reason to. But uh, That's the reason I was saying that. You know, <laughs> but, you know, it goes back to, you know. Todd Simpson, I'm looking at you. Quit texting me. I don't care. Yeah, you know, it's, it it goes back to the rivalry. It, you know, if you hate somebody, you hate them. You know, even if Alabama was dominating Auburn for the last fifteen years, we still won't beat them as bad as we could because you, know, we just, you just don't like different. them. You just don't like them. That's what I'm looking at. Is as far as it's a true hate type deal. You don't you don't want to even. You know, when you go to the when you go to the game, if you happen to go to the team that you don't like game, you don't say go whatever. You say go team, because you don't make it mistaken for, you know, so being being a being a true fan. Can you maintain friendships with the Auburn fans? Oh yeah, definitely. Okay. Because because I don't I don't I don't talk to that hate like is only else. one day truly in my heart. yes yes. So, and it, it, it's not that I hate the fans, unless you're a New Orleans Saints person. Yeah, it's not that hate, you hate, hate Saints, yeah. Saints people. I don't like you. Yeah, I don't hate the people. I just don't like Auburn. 
to be a robbery, you have to share something in common. And I think that's the thing of it that stays with me. The reason that you see Tennessee and Alabama don't get along is even in both places, they're a lot alike, you know? So while we're rivalries, there's much more that bonds the communities than separates them. And I think that's, I think that's true in a lot of ways, Howie. It is. I, I, you know, you said it best right there, you know, the, the bonding of the communities. Now, I, I, I got one other question, I, and I've thought about this a long time. Do other sports have the same level of robbery? I do. I feel like they do in basketball, but I, I mean, I feel like it's even less than in basketball. But I remember playing baseball against like Red Bank and not really wanting it, not being like, oh, we lost to Red Bank. It was more, we just lost a game. Yeah, no, it's, um, I think it's like that on everything. I mean, being an Alabama fan, you won't beat Auburn at everything. Um, you know, being from Savannah, you won't beat Plainview at everything. Tiddlywinks. Uh, yeah, you won't skunk them. You know, you just want to wolf them. Uh, I remember being at North Sand Mountain. North Sand Mountain's big rivalry in the state of Alabama is Eider. You want to, you know, I remember we was going to team camp and, our bus got in front of Eider's bus, and the coach said, hammer down, you better not let Eider pass, or we're going to fire you. They want to beat him. You know, you want to get to the team camp before Eider did. He said, don't slow down, go. I'll pay for the ticket. If you get a ticket, we want to beat them. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh. So, oh, you know, okay. the, the coach actually said, I don't want to lose nothing to Eider. So, you know, we got there before they did. I think – one of the funniest moments I've had in a rivalry. Um, we did a three-band booth with Butsall County a couple of years ago. Uh, a good friend of ours was the third man. And on our way up, Michael, my broadcast partner at the time, we're driving up. And I was like, I'm just going to let you know, man, if they have a handicap announcer and a fight breaks out, I'm wiping him out. <laughs> <laughs> That shows you what it meant, so. Yeah, you you know, take no prisoners, man. All right, man. I want to switch for the last couple of minutes, and I want to talk about a story you shared with me. It's something I have seen, and it's one of the best stories. <laughs> uh, it's, it, it was um, for the, everybody that watched it on um, Monday Night Football. Pat McAfee told a story live on the game about six minutes to go about Peyton Manning. And Howie, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tell the thumbnail version of the story. Basically, McAfee, McAfee, I had some Alcoa Maryville game film pulled up watching it. I don't know what. McAfee said that they were at camp, French Lick, Indiana. They're all go to the casino, some kind of event. They're all getting killed, or he's getting killed. He's getting ready to leave. Now he left and out the best goes, part where. Peyton had rented out the casino part. Yes, Peyton rents out the casino for his teammates. Uh, McAfee says, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm about to leave. I take the last $200 I got and I put it all over the table. And he said, 
about then, and he used this quote, it was like a Stone Cold Steve Austin glass-breaking moment. Peyton and his forehead came through the curtain. <laughs> and, and he said he said that everybody in there was just freaking out. Oh, it's Peyton, it's Peyton. Is that pretty well accurate to his story? Uh, yes, 100%. So he's putting his chips down. He's bet on his own number. He's bet on Colt's legendary kicker, Adam Matera's number. And then... Peyton and it walks up to the table and he's talking to McAfee and he's getting ready to leave and he gives him the, I like the visual of gives him the little shotgun finger and he goes, Hey, how about that red 18? So at this point, McAfee said the whole casino stopped and like the, the game stopped and everybody gathers their chips and puts it on red 18 and and said so they spin it and it comes out, it hits red 18. And said, so just as calm as he walked up, Manning gives him the finger and walks away. Is that not a great story, though? Yeah, I saw that on Twitter probably about an hour and a half ago. And I'm like, I got to send this to Randy. The way he loves Peyton Manning, I didn't know you'd already heard it. But, uh, but yeah, it was uh, to a T, like you said. And, some people's just like that. When they walk into a room, they just they get the attention and they just they know what to do. They and he just walked up and you know said you know like you said he just you know talking to McAfee and everybody's looking at McAfee like who are you who are you you know because he's you know he was the punter nobody knew who McAfee was because I think during that time was when I think uh, Indianapolis only punted like. 12 times in a season or something like that. Oh, no, uh, it was ridiculously low. Yeah, you know, they went like five games and never did punt. You know, McAfee never did see the field. So for maybe be the holder on the, you know, extra points or field goals. But, um, but yeah, you know, every, you know, everybody's wondering, who is Peyton talking to, you know? And then, you know, he's like, McAfee, you know, red 18. Did that number right there. And so, you know, McAfee said, who am I to question Peyton Manning, I'm going to, if he says jump, I'm going to jump. Yeah. yeah. So he just gathers up all of his chips. He had it on number one. That was his jersey that he wore. Uh, Adam Vinatieri with the number four, he gathered it up and all the other chips he had on there, put it all on the 19. And he said everybody made bank on that one spin of the wheel right there. Not that anybody, um, not that Peyton needs to make any more money with all of his ventures, but this week it was released. He's trying to, Attempting to put an ownership together of the Denver Broncos, how, I, I, that just if he he would be a minority. It's four billion dollars. Even Peyton don't have four billion, but I really could see him being an NFL, being that face to the NFL ownership. Could you not, Allie? Yeah, most definitely. You know, I'm sure that he wishes closer to home. Uh, you know, I'm sure he wishes was in Tennessee somewhere. But uh, he um. I think he I think he makes his home in Denver still. He really fell in love. He sold his house here. For those that don't know, uh, he kept a house in Chattanooga for many, many years in the Ottawa area, and he still comes through. Ashley's family is still in this area. But um, I think Peyton has kept a home in Colorado, one in Indiana, and one here. Not here, but in New Orleans since then. So, All right, Howie, um, last question. What are you going to do on Friday night? 
I'm going to take it easy. First Friday night I've had off in, you know, a few weeks. I know it's only, you know, 15 weeks counting playoffs. You know, we feel like somebody's going to go deep into the playoffs. But uh, this could be the last weekend we have off for another 10 weeks. So uh, I want to take it easy, try to find a, a ball game either on TV or um, try to listen to one on the radio and and take it easy and get ready for the uh, 10-week season that's fixing to come up, hopefully. Howie, I love what I do, and I wouldn't have started River City Media if I didn't love it. Um, and we've took a step back, and if people haven't noticed, there's I'm not writing as many articles or releasing many articles. We're doing more podcasting, and that's where my passion is. I don't want to be a reporter. I want to be a – I like getting on here and telling stories and talking, but right now my schedule, on Tuesday night we record two shows, of course this one, and then the really – Re, I did. I decided I didn't like three R sports, so it's now triple R rated sports. So we're gonna try that name for a while. Um, then tomorrow night uh, it is the Trailer Park Music Review. So I'll record an hour tomorrow. Thursday night it is Stretch the Chain with Brandon Chain. I'll record an hour then. Friday night a full blown. Uh, Come on the air at 6, get off at 11. Uh, extended edition of of the Battle of the Stump on 93.3 Country Roads. And, and you start talking about that on time. Of, this is not my full-time job. This is, right. this is what I do for fun, you know. Uh, it becomes a lot, man. It really does. And I know you've undertook um, being Coach Tyler Van's statistician this year. You are involved with the Fife basketball program. Uh, former coach up at North Sand Mountain, um, and season ticket holder of the Falcons. Um, man, it gets it gets tiresome at some point, don't it? It does, and plus working seventy and eighty hours a week at my real, real paying job. It just uh, working seven days a week. You it takes a lot out of you, not just physically yeah. but mentally. You know, emotionally. So. We are fathers to three beautiful young girls that that certainly take part in this with us, but they don't – I mean, your girls go to the Falcons game. My girls – hey, my girl likes to go to the Falcons game, so um, that she'll go to the Tennessee game. But it's a it's a work-life balance sometime with this that you just got to go, I can't not do one more thing, you know, so uh, – I don't blame you, man. I think we've got an off week coming off the next couple of weeks. I may take that Friday night and just hide. Uh, right. Last Friday night I had off was for COVID. I remember I come home and didn't tell anybody I didn't have a game. I think I went to bed at 730. We, we was off uh, two weeks ago because of COVID. We were supposed to play Brindley Mountain. Wasn't able to because of it. And uh, uh I came home, didn't do nothing. I just, uh, I came home eight and I think I was asleep by seven, seven thirty, Kind of like, you know, kind of like you was because after a while it, it catches up with you. But then if I didn't do this, what would I do, man? This is yeah, my, but, yeah. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be asleep in the recliner right now or I'd still be at work one or the other. Yeah. Well, that, that'll wrap us up. Good show, man. I'm telling y'all, we want we wing this one tonight. 
we were texting. We always set the format via text. And I was like, man, I, I I don't have one more show that I can format out top of my head. And Howie says, well, what do you want to talk about? And I was just like, I want to talk about high school football robberies. And that's about all the research we did, I think. So yeah, that was it. Yeah, you sent a text said, what do you want to talk about? And I said, let's just wing it tonight. You said, high school football robberies. I said, good enough, man. Let's do it. It does. Anything you got, buddy? No, go out and support the local teams. You know, if you haven't been to a game in a while, go out and support those kids. Uh, I know they appreciate it, you know. Um, yeah, we, we go to see the big guys play on Sundays, and you go see the uh, uh, in-between guys play on Saturday. Uh, but the uh, ones that really – would love to support more than they the ones that we give are the high school kids. Uh, you know, is, it, it meant a lot more to them than anybody else. There's people, that's the biggest thing that happens in their lifetime. So right. always remember to support your local high school. And uh, if you're not doing anything, uh, you can stream me live on 93.3 Country Roads Friday night. I'm going to start at 6 o'clock Central Time uh, doing a special Mount Hummel pre-game show show go live with game at seven o'clock um saturday i will sleep all day till tennessee florida kicks off all right man for howie cheney randall cunningham we're off the record good night and god's bless